Welcome to the Tuesday Review, everybody. I'm Nathan, as always, joined by Callum and James in the studio. How are you going, guys? Good. We made it uh, two consecutive weeks in a row. We did. Amazing. <laughs> An achievement. <laughs> An achievement. A modern achievement in uh, in uh, recent times. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it's a big one tonight. We've got um, a lot to talk about. Two new Marvel movies have recently yeah. come out of the theaters mm. in Australia, which is uh, at playing at once, which is almost unheard of, right? Because of COVID, well, everything gets pushed because, back. Because Shang-Chi came out over a month ago, but we were in lockdown for yeah. three months or whatever. Um, and then the Eternals came out not long ago. Um, yeah, it's, it's so interesting. By the time we got out of lockdown, both of them were playing at the same time. And it's interesting. Uh, I, I we went to the we saw uh, the new James Bond movie um, this morning, and one the June trailer has the American release date on there. Yeah, and I said to Alan, I'm like, that's that's our, our friend of the show, Alan, um, who will be on uh, Car Talk uh, yeah. after our show. Uh, it's interesting that Hollywood seems to, and Australia's movie industry seems to be in this really strange position where they don't have up to date trailers because you never know what's going to happen. Uh, yeah, I mean that that's that 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 always happens though. Like, I mean, it ha- it's happened throughout the pandemic. I mean, yeah, because of they they they're not going to redo the trailer yeah. just to change the end title card, you know, a month yeah. or <laughs> for you know, move, move it back or whatever. And this is really interesting because um, we've had conversations on this show before about how it's well known in the movie theater industry where Disney says, you know, we want this movie playing on X amount of screens. Yeah. Um, and how does, like, I, just, a- I would just like to know how it's working right now when you've got two big tentpole well, Marvel movies and Disney's like, I want this playing on X amount of cinemas. But well, like, but sir, we can't because we only have this many it's, shows. It's something, yeah, it's something we've, complained about before and it was something we were talking about the other night and we we all wanted to see that new ridley scott movie um the The last Last duel Duel. yeah um and it was playing for like three days and then gone yeah we actually went to buy our tickets i need to be told that they had closed the session yeah yeah and it's like it i mean everyone knows disney they they have to they force the cinema chains to play their movies constantly in all the big the big theaters and just like you have to to get that movie you have to play it a certain amount yeah. of times for a certain length and if you don't meet that criteria you don't get that movie and if you don't get that movie people aren't going to go to your cinema exactly and it's bad enough usually there's only one of these big movies showing at a time because yeah. they don't want to split the profits you know like they space them out well i mean what I'm talking about is Disney as a whole, yeah, not no, just yeah. the Marvel. Yeah, Marvel at least they get yeah spread out over a few months. And, and now it's and then Spider Man's like, coming out in like a few weeks anyway. Yeah, so. I'm so sick of hearing about Spider Man. It's going to be so nice when like the movie's out. You know what? I hope it comes out and there are no cameos and nothing. <laughs> yeah, we do, yeah. Like I hope the whole thing was like a red herring, like <laughs> no uh, sting, no stingers at the yeah, end. Either. Just yeah. Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield just trolling people. Constantly. Maybe yeah. they have, maybe they have a cameo hope, on like a bus stop or a bus stop or something. Even even though Doc Ock was in the trailer, like I hope he's not in. I hope, <laughs> yeah. I hope the whole it's a thing, huge fake. It's out. one yeah. of those cut scenes that don't make it. To <laughs> <Yeah. me. laughs> uh, but yeah, like they might, the theater chains must be eating themselves at the moment, right? Because it's like you got Disney breathing down their necks, being like, "Play this yeah. much Shang Chi, play this much Eternals." But I think they've been eating themselves since before the pandemic. It's just now the pandemic has uh, accelerated yeah, things. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Which we talked about, I think, you know, during during our twenty twenty Zoom episodes, where it's like this: the movie landscape was changing. COVID just accelerated it. Yeah, you know. So, and now we're here where. We got two Marvel movies in a row, and we haven't been able to talk about them. 
And now it's time to do both Shang-Chi and Eternals yeah. combo review. <laughs> One is more interesting than the other. Yeah, but <laughs> by what Twitter says, you'd think... One and no, not we, the other. We but can't we, have the opposite. We have the opposite. Here. Anyway, so with all good divisive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you want real hot takes, you listen to the Tuesday review. <laughs> For some reason, like it, it seemed like our reaction felt perfectly organic. It wasn't forced. It was you just know, like, oh, that's interesting. You know, because you know, because we're not the only uh, movie podcast or pop culture podcast with three white straight white guys. You know, like we're not. Yeah. We're not unique at no. all, but I will say our hot takes are the hottest because everyone seems to be on a different wavelength with almost every yeah. movie we Look, review. At my work, my boss went and saw Shang-Chi and I saw it before him. And so I, I told him how I felt, you know, that I won't yeah. spoil the review, but I told him how I feel about the latest couple of Marvel movies. And he feels like the mainstream people do. He, yeah. he says that it was, you know, he feels, it's, we'll talk about it, but he feels yeah. the same way most other people do. I've only talked to one other person who was like, oh, too much green screen. Yeah. And then th- that, that's one person I've seen. It's I mean, bizarre. You can find negative reviews if you look, but yeah. you can find negative reviews for any movie ever. Yeah. It's bizarre that the way we talk about movies, you'd think would be the main nerdy, obsessive, yeah. you know, cinephile. You'd think everyone would be like that, but apparently not. I mean, yeah. look, Disney has a deep bank account. Well, yeah, that's the... Um, that's, That's the, also true. There have the been theory. there have there, there has been uh, controversial, I'll say, st- uh, news stories about um, articles about journalists having a kinder approach to certain movies because they don't want to get yeah. blacklisted from free tickets. It's also and, that, uh, we, um, that we had this exact same yeah. conversation not that not that many episodes ago, but it's also I said this exact same thing. Even if they're not worried about being blacklisted, even if they're not taking money under the table. A lot of reviewers are just the way the zeitgeist is, the way pop culture is. Yeah, you want to fit in. Yeah, it's either that or it's just when you they watch a movie, it's this is what I think because there's this whole other atmosphere around it. I it's suppose like they're, they're, also, they're letting they're letting too much I mean, also influence in, their opinion. There's also the case to be made that they're not independent reviewers, right? If you're working for a publication or you're working for like a media company, but even independent like that, reviewers, they, like YouTube reviewers and stuff, yeah. like they're saying a lot of the same yeah. things over but and over like, again. For instance, um, a lot of these, but I guess will those say, people also have more to lose because yeah, they're a lot of these reviews and, are also. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but they're also made in mind of like. Okay, I might not like this movie, but I'll write it a positive review in a way because I know that a lot of these yeah. will say dumb in quotes um, popcorn mainstream, mainstream yeah. movie Audience. viewers are going to enjoy it. Yeah. So they write a review. They're not going to slag it off because they know it will find massive enjoyment and they do want to encourage Maybe. these people to go and see it. But it's like they know it's a bad movie, but at the same time they can't put that down there because it's like they're going to yeah. have the opposite public reaction. The commode mm, problem. The, the commode yeah. problem, say. That, so, for instance, the BBC has commode on and he says all these good things about Skyscraper well, or whatever else. Yeah. And he says these good things because he knows oh. the public are going to enjoy well, it. To right? be fair to be fair to commode, it's also possible that people of all, reviewers from all countries, reviewing all movies, do genuinely have yeah. opinions that but it's like, other people disagree with. If you're a reviewer, with. aren't you supposed to review the movie in your opinion and not, I think, yeah. people yeah. will but like these, this? But these are people thinking with their careers in mind first, right? Because yeah. you don't want to yeah. be the reviewer that sits I mean, there I, I mean, this yeah. is a terrible movie that makes two hundred million dollars, yeah. and they're going to say you're an not idiot. to not to name names, but there I have personally seen reviews where they will say 
it's not a good movie. They won't say it's not a good movie. Yeah. They'll say, they, I enjoyed it, but there's a lot of problems. And then they, you know, they, they find a way over, to, yeah, they, they bend find, over backwards to, they find a way it, to yeah. plead, try and please everybody without hurting anybody's feelings. Yeah. So they can say it's a bad movie, but without criticizing any one person. Yeah. Because I suppose when you get to the top of the reviewing chain, you probably know some of these people personally. So if you're if you know someone who produced a movie, yeah. if you know someone who was like a stunt person at a film, yeah. you're not you necessarily with the filmmaker. Yeah, you're yeah. not gonna be that guy who you know. Oh, Mark, or which I or, think is hey, pro- Steve. I heard what you said on the We've review. We've talked about this before. I think that can be a problem because no one's gonna tell famous director guy that his movie sucked. Yeah, the because, Disney problem. It's like Star yeah. Wars. Everyone's like, oh, great job, Kathleen. Yeah, J.J. Abrams, you're great. And it's like, yeah, he might be a nice guy, but he made terrible movies and he made terrible choices. Mm. And it's like, but if you're in the industry, you can't say that because then you're blacklisted. Again, yeah, right. there's always money in the game somewhere. Yeah. I think that's the problem. Anyway, we've and been, that's, we've yeah, been rambling, way out of we've been rambling <laughs> for too long. We haven't even talked about the movies and, so she, and why yeah. this, this conversation should happen at the end of this episode. <laughs> Can we like cut out the first no, half and like, move it to the end? That's just the that, that was the yeah. preamble for Shang Chi and the if, Legend of yeah, the Ten Rings. If, if people have been on Twitter or Facebook or whatever and seen the reaction to Shang Chi and then the reaction to Eternals, then that that ramble we just had would make sense. Yeah. Now we're going to contextualize it yeah. by reviewing the movies, <laughs> and then we should have had this conversation at the end. Anyway, for, all right. So first we'll. Do Shang Chi, yeah, or Shang Chi as it's supposed to be pronounced. Start with the bad and then move to yeah. the good. Yeah. So some context: well, this film um, comes. Uh, I guess it has a kind of relation to Iron Man three, which enriches. Yeah. Before the we, viewing experience. Before we actually get into it, should we just go straight spoilers? Yeah, because of course. Straight spoilers. Point, Marvel spoilers yeah. for yeah. Iron Man three and and all, all the Marvel spoilers for Marvel. MCU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. especially Shang Chi. <laughs> yeah. All right, did you want to finish, Calm? Sorry, what were you were saying? I was it's just saying, that, to Iron yeah, Man 3. If, you, yeah. if you've watched Iron Man 3 recently or you've watched it at all, you'll get more of an understanding um, for this film. Yeah. Just which, because there, which are, is there a are major negative. Yeah, all right, let's there do, are recurring characters. Let's do this. Let's make it easy. Full spoilers for Shang-Chi. Let's start with the pros. What are the good things we liked about this movie? Aquafina was amazing. Awkward yes, the, all I, the cast actually. All, all the, no, cast, the all the cast yeah. is good, but Aquafina really was my favorite. Yeah, she yeah. shined. Which I'm pretty sure when the trailer came out, you guys were worried about Aquafina. You're mm. like, oh, I don't know about this. Like her comedy, I was like, yeah. I don't know how it would fit in yeah. with yeah. the time the rest but of the movie, with, but with, it was with, good. The, it the also problem helps. with trailers is you always lose context. It's like you say, a scene only works by you yeah. know what happens before and after it. Yeah, so yeah. sometimes with trailers, you don't really. And it's I like, also I like the fact that she dressed and acted like a normal like and she was like she was like a normal person in this really weird world, right? Yeah. And yeah, he was ripped and whatever else because he was a kid assassin or whatever. Yeah. But like she was just like a regular person. She was like almost like the audience surrogate in this movie. Yeah. And it worked very well. She was comedic relief without feeling like a cartoon. Yeah, exactly. She yeah. wasn't a cartoon sidekick. She yeah. was a real character yeah. and an actual friend to... Yeah, and she seemed like a real person character. in like a movie that obviously yeah. has people with you know heightened physical abilities. Blah, yeah, blah, dragons. Which, <laughs> dragons. And it worked. Yeah. she was For me, she was the best part of the movie. Yeah. I yeah. think all the, ca- the... Probably the top pro is all the casts were amazing. Yeah, they did the best I they think could. Tony Leung as the Mandarin... Incredible. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's, he's just one of the best actors. And yeah, his presence. Yeah. Um, what else? What's, what's another good? <laughs> um, look, uh, look, I enjoyed the movie more than um, you two did. I, I thought it was... Yeah. Up until, like, the third act, I thought it was pretty good. Obviously, it was very CG heavy. 
I think um, like the basic plot is very Marvel yeah, origin very story. Standard, it's yeah. fine, but it wasn't bad. No, I, look, I think that the the bones of the story were acceptable. I I would have liked to have seen the version of this movie that would have been made without COVID existing. Yeah, that's or, true. They or even like it, you know, like 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 I said to you after the credits had rolled. Yeah. I want to see the 90s version or the early 2000s Definitely. version of this film because yeah. I think that we would have a much stronger film. Like, yeah. So, the the positives for me, uh, the story was acceptable but like you said, it kind of every Marvel story yeah. except maybe Black Widow and Captain Marvel is it has an acceptable foundation to yeah. build on. Aquafina, like I said, was a standout. Yeah. Um, Most of the jokes... Given the, given the context of this film... I mean, we'll we'll go into more detail about this in a minute. I'm sure. I actually didn't mind some of Ben Kingsley. I think that it was handled in a very poor way. But mm. his presence in the movie is not inherently a bad we'll, thing. We'll talk. To, we'll, we'll talk about that in the. He in comes the, up in the, in the cons. He's in the cons. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I'm saying that they could. They definitely could have used him. He's a con man. <laughs> well, he, he was an unwilling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that they could have used. They could have used much. him in a much better way, and I think it's a wasted opportunity. Yeah, uh, the ten rings themselves were actually. Oh yes, that's a pro. That's a pro. They were very. It was a because so in the comics they're just like the actual rings. Yeah. Each ring has like a different power or whatever. Yeah, but they changed it for this film to not be so samey. Because like, I guess like Green Lantern too much, and also no, saturation. It'll be too much like Thanos and the, the Infinity, uh, Infinity Stones. Stones. Yeah. Um, they they made them like banded metal um, yeah, armbands, like yeah, which wrist look, rings, wrist look, bands, which is really good. Which and you have five on each arm, and you can they like explode off your hands. Yeah. But they have also have inherent magical power attached to them as well. Yeah, they extend we the life. Yeah, we didn't see. I have a feeling they we didn't see the full extent of their abilities. I, I would. I'm sure I that's going like to come gonna, up in a later yeah, movie. They've, they've yeah, gotta, they've got to. They've got to do something. They have more a plan because at I, the moment you only see them mm, um, basically yeah. super strength. Yeah, I and you can liked, also like f- jump with them. And but yeah. anyway, they're really cool. That's the that's the, the point yeah, I'm trying to the make. The way they reinterpreted that. Because I remember the to the movies I, we really had a conversation cool. when we saw when we heard this was first coming out, and I was like, "Oh no, they're changing the rings! Like, what, what does that yeah. mean?" And uh, no, it turns out it's actually a pretty positive change, yeah. refreshing change. Like it was like a, the, something we haven't really seen in the MCU before, and it made sense for the movie because they're kind of like those kung fu training, yeah, metal rings, you know, yeah, and armbands, yeah, yeah, the armbands, and also the theory, which doesn't come up in the movie, but I'm hoping will come up in later movies. The theory was the reason they're so big is because they're dragon rings and not human rings, and that never comes up in the movie. But then there's an end credit scene where they're analyzing the metal and they're like, this yeah. isn't from Earth. And yeah. so they're going to introduce the alien. So they could be celestial rings or something, yeah. which was why they're so big and powerful. So that, that'll that be cool to see how they... Um, I, You know, I, I, I enjoyed there being a lot of martial arts in the MCU. So I'm going to include martial arts as a positive. I'd say... The downside is it, wasn't, it didn't feel organic to me because there was just so much green screen. Yeah, I'd say percentage of the fighting was well done. Yeah. Like you could That's tell the, the actors trained, yeah. you could tell it was shot well. They knew what they were doing. And then there's a certain percent, like there's a certain uh, point where it tips over into just green screen um, CGI stuff flying around yeah. and is crap. That's right. Like there's the bus fight where the first half, it was like, wow, this is yeah. really cool. This is really well shot, edited. You can tell the choreography was, uh, you know, well done. 
Yeah. And then it just turns into CGI nonsense. Yeah. And there's yeah. a guy with a CGI sword arm and the bus is flying around and it's just ugly and boring yeah. and... Yeah. Uh, again, over-reliance on CG, obviously it plagues the entire industry. Um, yeah, but it especially been, Marvel. <laughs> yeah, especially <laughs> Marvel. It would have been good to have seen, uh, you know, like a more grounded yeah. martial arts Yeah, especially for this... Because Shang-Chi's whole thing is he's good at martial arts. Yeah. So it's like you put, you have the... It's kind of like with Black Widow where we, we were saying how like you have the perfect hero to not have to rely on yeah. big CGI set pieces, things flying you around. You can have a more grounded movie. Yeah. And yet I guess because they've set a precedent and because audiences expect a certain thing, they don't want to make it grounded. They don't want to rein it in. They yeah. want to. They have to make everything big and explodey, and but that's boring. Yeah, that's right. But I guess cons- considering the general consensus, people don't care. Yeah, and I, I will say, some of the CG in this movie was bottom barrel. Oh, um, when the movie started, <laughs> and it has that opening scene where you see the Mandarin get the yeah. rings, and he's going through ancient yeah. China and like going through the decades and, a, and hun- the centuries. There's a wagon full of yeah. gold that tips over. It's like and PS2 it's era. three yeah. graphics. It's it yeah. was like I, I actually burst out laughing. We were like, "This cinema. is rough." I look oh, over. Yeah, I look they, over to James, and he's just shaking his head yeah. like I can't. And then in the middle of the movie, when they're driving through the trees, Callum and I were just like, "What? Uh, what? How? Yeah, like who okayed this?" I understand. Like we've talked about this on the show many times. CG's a very hard profession. Credit to those yeah. who do it. You know, um, definitely. You know, a friend of the show. We, we know people who who are in that industry. Yeah, someone we know worked on it, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, so, not sorry. <laughs> but the problem is, who approves some of the stuff that we see in Shang Chi? Because if I was the head, if I was a head honcho of like Marvel, if I was Kevin Feige or whoever was the cheaper overseer of uh, Shang Chi, it needs more time in the oven. Yeah, and we, um, that's being that's talked being about it, Yeah, we've talked about it many times before CGI in big budget blockbuster movies the people who work on it are very talented and work very yeah. hard and don't get paid nearly enough no. and get under and short yeah. paid and all the time and get treated like crap but at the end of the day it doesn't matter because this the uh executives and the producers and the people who have to make the decisions are okaying stuff that's not okay yeah and are putting pressure on these talented people to make so many crazy cartoony things yeah, like, like, I'm, I'm that assuming, are unnecessary. You, I'm assuming the pressures... Did, all you need to do was go to... I'm sure Disney has an old Wild West set somewhere or an old Wild West costume warehouse where they could have got a wagon, yeah, repainted it, tipped it, it over. <laughs> put a whole bunch of plastic coins yeah. in it and tipped it over. Yeah. Done. But yeah. they had to CG some some poor team of people had to slave away CGIing that, and it looked terrible. It's yeah. one of those things of like uh, they, they probably only had forty eight hours to get yeah, it done. It, it could <laughs> have been know? a rush job probably. at the end, and it's going to be. It could be one of those things where they had an entire different sequence these, made, and then the director's like, "Nah, something different." And that's why CGI looks so terrible in a lot of these big budget movies, is because they do it all, and it. it they're like, oh, I'll do it again. And it's like, yeah, they that's have the thing to is ru- like, it's not, obviously it. it's not practical, right? So you don't know if it's going to work until you see it. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you can storyboard and all you want, but it's like, it's not one of those things where it's I like, f- oh, I you can change like the angle. You can do this. You can do that. It's like, no, if the sequence doesn't work, you have to start again. I feel like, especially with, with Marvel movies is there's this, 
there's this second unit side of things where where the director they might have say in the action but really it's the executives and whoever's planning the movie yeah. from the beginning is just like as soon as the script is sort of ha- they have an idea yeah. so as you you get to decide the dialogue we decide the yeah. rest <laughs> yeah. yeah which is a shame because the director of Shang-Chi is very talented yeah but like a lot of the other directors for the MCU they get these talented like indie directors and they give them these big movies and they're always cookie cutter. Doesn't matter yeah. what the director does. Yeah, they have a formula. Yeah, um, which I think is the case here. <laughs> is that all the pros? <laughs> there wasn't many pros. Uh, I'm trying to think. Look, I, I did. In, I did enjoy. Um, well, I'd not say I enjoyed, but I know the uh, the reason this movie gets so so much positive feelings on the internet is because it's very much a like. Um, like a Chinese audience kind of movie. Oh. There was a lot of, like, lingo that, that, that a the, lot of people liked. That is a very... A big, lot of family-oriented yeah, things that people really big, liked a lot as that's well. That's a very big pro. Yeah. Asian, Asian-American representation yeah. in movies... Oh, yeah, but the most has, obvious thing we didn't think of for yeah. a pro. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's probably the biggest pro, is, like, Asian represent, Asian-American representation in movies has not had a good time. Yeah. Um, but it's not just, like, the leads. I mean, like, the family no, life. No, the whole thing. The whole, but that's yeah. what I'm there's saying. That is, joke that was, there was that joke that um, one of the characters ABC. says. Yeah, and, yeah. like, I know a lot of people thought that was hilarious. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying is Hollywood history is plagued with racism yeah. and misrepresentation and stereotyping and all sorts of horrible stuff. And we're just now recently, in the last few years, finally seeing black and Latino and so on representation. And Asian representation is starting to catch on as well. And this, the best part of this movie is that it does that well. From what I hear from the Asian audiences, Asian American, Asian Australian, whatever, they like that aspect and yeah. it's well done. And, and the writer and director it's, yeah, is an Asian American. It feels like it comes from an authentic cast, place. Yeah. It's more authentic yeah. and it's better for movies in general to have different perspectives and for it to be done well, and this—that's probably also, the best thing about telling Shang-Chi different stories. Done well. You know, yeah, like like uh, as, as speaking as speaking for white men. Yeah. Um, how we there's only like what ten stories Hollywood tells at any one time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, I'm sure it's more than that. Yeah. But it's the the broader the representation, the broader the stories that can be told, especially to people like us who. Yeah. I mean, I know you've seen a whole, you've seen a lot of Asian movies, but personally. I probably haven't seen as many as I probably yeah. should, so it's interesting to get um, different the, perspectives, especially yeah. the um, the martial arts side of things. Yeah, it's not new to me, but I, how often do we get to see it at the movies? Not very often. Oh, in terms of mainstream movies, yeah. there aren't many kung fu movies anymore. In terms of mainstream, yeah, but just in general, it's nice to see yeah. some new stories, as you like yeah. you said, fresh no. perspectives. So that's probably the biggest pro is like it's well done. Um, I mean, is that it in pros? I think so. I mean, it's like the pros are pretty thin, but like we all kind of didn't hate it. No, I, look, I enjoyed it for what it was. So yeah. it's complicated. And to show how it's complicated, we'll start <laughs> talking about the negatives. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. I mean, where do we begin? Right. So a long time ago, in Galaxy Far, Far Away, a movie was released called Iron Man 3. Oh, yes. <laughs> now, certain people enjoyed that movie a lot. Certain people didn't. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, uh, did, were we doing the show when Iron Man 3 came out? No. No. That okay. was ages ago. Yeah. So, But we've talked about it. We've argued about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. So I have huge problems with Iron Man 3 because the Mandarin... <laughs> so, very briefly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll, <laughs> let, I'll, I'll, I'll sum it up. 
The Iron Man 3 was an iconic... Um, uh, the Mandarin, no, no, I should sh- say, was an iconic yeah. Iron Man character. I personally felt like they did him a disservice by going the route that they chose by making uh, Ben Kingsley's character, um, the actor Trevor, yeah. um, the fake Mandarin. Yeah. And it turns out that um, Guy... Guy Pearce's Guy character, Pierce yeah. was like the actual villain. The puppet master. And then, no, it wasn't just me. Other Nick Beards also got no. upset. And then they retconned so, it, kind of, which some people didn't like. Yeah. Long story short, they decided to reinvent the Mandarin for this film, um, yeah. Shang-Chi and the Eternals. Yeah. So, we find ourselves... And the Ten Rings. Uh, and the, the Ten Rings. Rings. Uh, and the Eternals. Le- and the I'm legend sorry. of the Ten Yeah, I'm sorry. That's, you're uh, combining the reviews with... Yeah, I know. My mind, is, uh, <laughs> my mind is a million steps ahead of my mouth, uh, <laughs> as it always is. Um... So we find ourselves in this world, the MCU, where the Mandarin kind of already existed, yeah. but then there were changes made, and this film solidifies Actually, all of that. That's a pro to 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 sort of continue on from the Asian representation thing. The Mandarin in the comic books, even though he's one of the most famous Iron Man villains and you know a, po- a popular, well-known villain, he was very much like a. Uh, sort of Fu Manchu, Ming the Merciless yeah. type of stereotypical yeah. Asian villain with a long mustache and <laughs> long fingernails. And it's kind of like, yeah, that's not cool, man. And so I understand, you know, you're in a rock and a hard place. It's like, how yeah. do you bring that iconic villain Well, I mean, yeah, they, they, they the did stage? it so well because obviously it's like if he's got a long life, he just ages through No, no, it. no, but that's, that's what I'm saying is saying they, they did a great job of, of reinterpreting of the reinterpreting character, yeah. it and also reinterpreting it for this movie because uh, in the comic books, Shang-Chi's father was like Fu Manchu or someone. And it's like they kind of combined it where it's like Shang-Chi is um, the Mandarin's son. son. Yeah. And they combined it well and they did a good job of like sort of bringing Mandarin to life. Yeah. And like I said, Tony Leung's performance was awesome unfortunately in that in in taking an iconic villain like the mandarin and sort of changing him to this extent i understand the negative stereotypes i'm not i'm not advocating for that at all that's not what i'm saying what they end up doing is making him not a very good villain so they try to make him sympathetic they make him too sympathetic he's he's more of a if you have no if you have no real tangible villain yes when you're making a superhero movie you need a you need a villain yeah. and i mean villain with a capital v not just like a, oh we, there's the mandarin he's got a heart he's got an yeah. okay heart but we've he does the wrong thing before. sometimes an action movie is only as good as its villain that's right and this movie one of the big cons is that even though the mandarin is the antagonist he's got this kind of his goal is to like free his dead wife from yeah. she th- he thinks she's trapped in this other dimension and so he's going to do whatever it takes to get her back that's right and shang chi like has to go up against his father to sort of sort of save yeah the the town that that he's going to destroy to to save the mother because he knows the mo- that's not actually the mother and he's yeah. being tricked so so it's yeah. like there's no real good juicy That's right. evil villain. The, the yeah, villain, there is. The actual villain that we it's, get... It's Trevor. He's he's so annoying that he ruins the movie. <laughs> ruins the him. actual we'll villain... We'll get to that. That's the biggest con. The actual, <laughs> the actual villain that we get is more like the idea of evil, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it has an actual name... 
but it's more like default, and it, it's in, it's a, it is a villain from That's the comics as well. CG dragons, but and... in in the context <laughs> of this film, it's more like just default evil. Yeah, but it's like the the Mandarin Amorphous evil. The Mandarin is the antagonist for the whole movie yeah. until we find out that he's actually being tricked. Uh, he's a by yeah. generic unseen evil force, which turns into a dragon monster, yeah. and it's like it's a little lazy. Yeah. Like they they would have like, because I turned to Callum after the movie finish and I said I know you don't like what they did to yeah. to him in Iron Man three, um, but but that was af- a waste of the Mandarin. Yeah, after yeah. after all said and done, Shang Chi also wastes the Mandarin, but in a different way. Oh, and I hundred percent agreed with you, especially because they kill him off at the end. Yeah, and I mean it's comic books; you can always come back, but it's like. What it's done now. Yes, yeah. at the end of the day, that character's had his time in the sun. Yeah, and that can't really be done. And the MCU's not going to have reboots. You know what I mean? Like the MCU just going to keep trucking yeah. along down the line. Yeah. So it's not like they're going to bring him back one day. Yeah. And it's like a fresh version of the Mandarin, like like it's James Bond. You know, like yeah. the, the MCU isn't like the Bond universe. They're not going to recast. In twenty years, we might get another Blofeld or whatever. But yeah. at the at the moment, that's not how the MCU no, in, works. If, because they're all connected, they're not yeah. just going to recast. Yeah. Um. So. In sort of tying into that, Trevor, who was the like Liverpool actor who Guy Pierce's character uses as a puppet to trick people into thinking he's the Mandarin, the terrorist leader, which personally I think was genius and I love Iron Man 3, but I understand why people got mad. Um, there was a like short film released between movies where they kind of showed that he was in prison yeah. and the the real Mandarin came to kidnap him. Yeah. And that was just like a way to placate fans and shut him up for a bit yeah. until this movie where they did probably the worst thing they could have done. Yeah. Which is reintroduce Trevor as a main character halfway <laughs> through the movie <laughs> who helps Shang-Chi rediscover his mother's homeland it irritated me more than I can give words it, it is, sounds so dumb when you say it out yeah, loud because it is beyond stupid and I, whoever made the decision should be very ashamed um, <laughs> and, and has as that someone, pet uh, yeah, oh that pet I t- when I saw that it, it's like a wombat but instead of with a head it's two butts and it's got like wings and I, I think I turned to Callum and I said... Is that a thing whoever, in... See, I don't know enough about Chinese mythological folklore. But... Okay, that's another that's, thing. That's not an excuse. All, no, no. All the, all, the cre- all the magical creatures looked terrible. Yeah, they did. They're kind of... The only one I recognized from Chinese mythology was that lion dog thing. And that looked like crap. And I can't imagine anyone being cool with that. Um... Yeah, all that was terrible. Um, but yeah, if you hated Iron Man 3 because of Trevor's character... You're not going to enjoy this movie. No, 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 no. You reckon you will? No, no. This is what I'm saying, right? If you hated Iron Man 3 because of Trevor's character, a lot of people online are saying, oh, I love what they did with Trevor. Ha ha, they brought him back, but they made him silly and they brought the real Mandarin. Why was it okay in this movie, but not in Iron Man Morris, 3? Morris, by the way. The oh, name. the pet, that little butt, oh, the little Morris. wombat butt creature. Yeah. Um, like, because I've seen a lot of people saying, oh, because all the comments were, oh my God, Trevor's so funny. I'm like, people hated Iron Man 3 
because of what they did to Mandarin, just because this movie has the Mandarin, which, as we already established, doesn't do him justice. No, yeah. Why is it okay for him to come back... In an even worse role, yeah. with no gravitas. It's for a role that didn't need to be in the movie because the movie should be about Chang-Chi and his father and the other new characters. They could have just cut 10 minutes off of it or give us 10 more minutes of world building somewhere like, else. All, like, it's, yeah. it was bizarre. And especially because they go to Mandarin's palace or whatever and they're like... Um, and then they're like... They, cut, they, they come across... Ben Kingsley in a dungeon. Yeah. And then he helps them find the the mother's homeland. And, it's just, and there's all this silly yada, yada, yada. Yeah, because he talks to Morris, and, by the way, and Morris knows how to get there. Yeah, and it's like so dumb. So you have this, you have this, uh, the alias creature. is Chicken Pig. Yeah. Uh, and its its and, whole purpose is to whisper in Trevor's ear yeah, directions but, about how to get to like the mythical but they, city. They could have cut cut all that out and just had oh Shang-Chi finds a map that yeah. his mother left him or, or something to do with the amulet or, or, and his bloodline yeah, or, like, yeah, or he touches the amulet and it shows him or he gets him. blood on the amulet and it glows or, or, or the something. mother had like, a pet bird and the bird yeah. flies and they f- can follow it something stupid whatever yeah. they didn't need to add a whole sub plot yeah. reintroducing Trevor just to play like say to fans Oh, you didn't like him well, there? We're going to bring him back, but now he's a prisoner of the real Mandarin. Isn't that funny? Because there was that little short film where you saw him get kidnapped yeah. from You know, prison. look, writing is rewriting. I feel like it's like script writing 101, yeah. and I, I haven't even taken script writing 101, yeah. but writing in general, you don't want to have too many subplots because it confuses the Especially narrative. Especially when you have to introduce a new character that people aren't familiar yeah, with, that's right. Shang-Chi, who's yeah. going to be a main MCU character for the next 10 Plus years. Right, ideally, you want the story to follow one straight line as straight as it can be. Yeah. With secondary characters only having small little, you yeah. know, journeys along the side. But it shouldn't have that much fat on it because yeah. they already have enough to do in the movie. Yeah. They didn't need to add on Especially, extra extra points of interest for, yeah. the, for the viewer. And like we said, like, wouldn't it have been great if the Mandarin said something like the last time someone, you know... Took my name. I and, cut off and, his head and just <laughs> yeah. Or or like we was like I was saying, wouldn't it be fun if the Mandarin said something, you know? And then they went in the dungeon and you see Trevor like his skeletal body. Yeah. Whatever. And then Callum made a really good point. He's like, wouldn't it be cool if it was like him stuck in carbonite? Yeah. And I'm like, that is so cool. How cool would it be if Mandarin, like Jabba the Hutt, says? You know, the last person to displease me, look what happened to them. And the camera pans over and it's Han Solo in Carbonite. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh. imagine that Mandarin is like the last person to screw with my, yeah. and use my name. Look what happened to them. And the camera pans over and it's like Ben Kingsley all in gold, like a gold, like with a horrible look on his face. Yeah. Like in agony. And that, that not only does like that recognize carbonite. Not only is it a nod to Iron Man three, yeah. but it also shows the so, ferocity the, of the, the Mandarin. So it's like you wink to fans who didn't like Iron Man three. Go look, we're kind of fixing it. Yeah. And for people who did like Iron Man three, like myself, you go, okay, we're moving on from that and introducing the real Mandarin. Yeah. And I would have been really happy with that. Yeah, me too. Why are you would. bringing back the character people didn't like? For an extended subplot. He yeah, yeah. So and bad. it's not like 10 minutes. He's in it for no. like a good half the film. And he, yeah, he helps them on their adventure. It's insane. It's... <sighs> All right. We're, I mean, we're almost time, out of time. We still haven't talked about Eternals, but we should probably finish Shang-Chi because like so much bad stuff happens. And 
I'm not okay with people giving this movie a pass and not giving yeah. Eternals a pass. So yeah. let's finish Shang-Chi with the dragons at the end. I mean, all the hot, MC, superhero movies in general have third, third act problems. Yeah. MCU movies especially have lots of third act problems. This movie, the whole third act is just CGI nonsense. Orkafini's character becomes a master archer, uh, archer yeah. whatever. There's just CGI stuff flying around. The the villains just become uh, the big fight between Shang Chi and his father, which is supposed to be this sort of epic battle. Is just all grey and CGI dust everywhere. Yeah. It's very boring. I said to James actually, like if, when we were watching the movie, it's such a colourful film. There's lots of colours in the movie, but none of them pop. Yeah, it's colourful with a big brown filter on top. And yeah. so it's not colourful colorful yeah, at all. But it's like you can see the colour. I don't know if it's done in colour grading or what. They, but it's all this ugly digital yeah. colour grading. At do. some point, the movie would have popped. Yeah. You know, like, and it's just a shame we this don't is, get that. We always talk about 80s, you know, 80s movies, they look better. It's because they were shot on film, they were chemically colour graded. Colors popped. Skin tones were real skin tones. They, you know, if someone was wearing a red shirt, it was a red shirt. If someone had bleeded red blood, it was red. Now they shoot everything really brightly because they do the 3D post conversion and dumb stuff like that. And they know there's going to be lots of CGI effects they have to put in. So it's really bright. Then they go in later and they digitally darken everything to make it look normal. Then they ratchet up this uh saturate the skin tone so they're very orange and they bring all the they mute all the colors and they crush them all down so it's all flat you know how we always talk about movies look flat now yeah it's because the way they digitally color another weird thing this movie had 3d yeah i forgot to mention that in the cons yeah. That's it's not a prior con, right? Yeah. It's not a prior con, but it's a weird, a little yeah. weird. No, extra. there was a like, scene. I didn't even know 3D was no, a thing no, anymore. Cause, no, because I remember watching it, and there was something with the bam, like in the bamboo fight on the building, um, and there was like it, 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 the perspective. The looks perspective weird. changed, and the bamboo sort of was falling in the center of the screen. And I said to Callum or James, I said that looks like a 3D yeah. effect. And uh, as soon as you in said a 2D that, movie, as soon as you said that, my mind went back to the previous scene in which there's Shang Chi has to fight his sister in the arena in that yeah. um and I said to James uh, and I didn't know it was 3D at the time I said it looks like it's being filmed it's it looks like all the captors are CG yeah, and it, it looks a bit rubbery screen. and then Nathan said it's 3D and I'm like that's why because yeah, they're the, doing weird filming techniques to achieve please, that yeah that please 3D let effect. 3D cameras die yeah please just just shot on film if you want I, just yeah, why, why die, was please. that a decision? Like, who who made who, who are you pleasing? The three D market. It's much dead. more. It's much more profitable to do IMAX shots. Let James Cameron learn that three D is dead, so we can all move uh, on. yeah, but then when he Avatar two comes out and becomes a highest grossing movie again, <laughs> no, ha- no, don't bring it back. Continue. No, <laughs> no more three D TVs. Anyway, no anyway. more three D blue. Anyway, so the the climax of this movie is you have this battle between Shang Chi and his father. It's supposed to be this epic, you know, moment and an important part for the main character. Yeah. It's a CGI nonsense. Like we said, Mandarin isn't really a great villain the way they set him up in the movie. He dies. Then there's another 10, 15, 20 minutes. I don't know how long, but it felt like forever. Of Dra- like CGI dragons fighting each other yeah. who we we've ne- we haven't heard about these dragons ever before they've just introduced in this scene 
Oh, and an old band goes, oh, that's the dragon of our village. Yeah, and it's like, where yeah. did he... Like, why wasn't he guarding the village before Shang-Chi got... Why, was she, why were you guys needed? Like, That's right, yeah. What? Oh, pro. That training sequence with Shang-Chi and Michelle Yeoh's character, really cool, because there's no CGI crap. It's just them, like, training, you know, in yeah. that arena. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very. Anyway, that's a very. You're really trying to find. Yeah, pros really grasping. I had to go back all the way. You're, so, you're where you're reaching a little bit. Yeah, but <laughs> so yeah, so the end of this movie is just gray, ugly brown CGI nonsense smashing each other. Yeah. While our main characters kind of flail around in front of green screen, our main character, our main character's biggest fear of facing his father, if you can say that. Yeah, has, and the fight's also to and, save. Also, the fight is to, to save the soul of his father too. It's like this whole. It's supposed to be an emotionally heavy fight, like a Darth Vader thing, like turning him back. To yeah, the like yeah, that because yeah. his his father's not completely evil. It's like, don't you understand? Yeah, you're yeah. you're actually going to be doing harm to your to mother's legacy by doing this. Yeah. It, it should have been this whole weighty yeah conflict. It should have been ground grounded fight, no rings, just yeah. like two guys doing martial arts. You yeah. know what I mean? Like a like a put away your oh, toys and mentality. And Shang-Chi just steals the rings off him halfway yeah. through. Like half, he steals half the rings off of him halfway through the fight. And I was yeah. like, wait, why did that? Okay, I guess he needs to be powerful to fight. And then he dies and he gets all the rings. But then the rings don't matter because he's riding the dragon. And yeah. dra- like, who are these dragons? We don't care about these dragons. The, weight, the emotional weight of all the conflict the isn't with the dragons. Yeah, all the emotional weight just went out the window because you've been setting up the Mandarin this whole movie... Oh, another another con. His mother gets killed by a bunch of gangsters dressed in seventies clothes, even though the scene is set in the late nineties, I think. And it's off- fashion moves differently, <laughs> and it's off screen Back in and whichever really awkward. weird sort of remote. And she's supposed there. to be a kung fu like master. Yeah. Master. They at least could have had a whole bunch of ninjas yeah. attack her, and she's and they have this epic sequence of her taking them all along. And it's supposed until to be until martial one arts them, movie. Yeah. Until one of them threatens Shang, young Chang Chi, and she has to give up. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And so Shang Chi blames him. Why is it every time we do a review, <laughs> we make the better film in talking crap in half an hour? We have made one of the best MCU movies. But the yeah. movie we do get is a CGI crap fest. It's filmed by committee. We know, and this. people people are eating it up. They're saying this yeah. is the best MCU movie. This is yeah, the movie's eh. It's it, not terrible, but I mean, whatever. It's better Bro. than Black Widow, but that's Bro. not saying yeah. a lot. It's now on Disney Plus. So you don't have to pay to see it. Yes, which I'd say <laughs> do that. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I know. You like know, I said, like, it's it's screenwriting one hundred and one. And there was that bamboo fight where the and it's all CGI. It's all very yeah. dark. This movie's too dark. Yeah, again. 3D. Yeah. And that uh, part and of this issue could that issue could be the fact that 3D maybe looks better when it's it's a little darker. What that, little... no, it's like it's what I was just talking about. Yeah. They shoot it really yeah. brightly and then they because, crush everything down. And then they crush it all down. And it looks terrible. And there was that bamboo sequence looks like crap. And I turned to Cal. I'm like, "Do you remember Rush Hour 2 when they're f- falling off the like hanging off the side yeah. of the building and then they actually had Jackie Chan do that. Actually had stuntmen do that." Yeah, I know you can't do that. I know they shot it during mostly during the pandemic. I know no one's like Jackie Chan anymore, but that's why you have stuntmen. Yeah, that's and right. you don't need to literally hang off the building. You can build a bamboo scaffolding that's ten, fifteen yeah. feet high, 
have a crash mat at the bottom that's right and have a stuntman or have one of the actors on a wire which you can digitally erase now because that's what digital effects should be used for yeah have him hang off would have been great yeah you put the camera low so that's, it looks like they're under the building see that's what i if to anybody who's interested in seeing this film i would say well the critics love it go see yeah. it i guess but it looks so fake yeah. There's just a real fakeness when, to this film when people, that, that you don't really you get from the MCU, yeah. but not this bad usually. It's just so fake. It, it, it's but it's like it's people don't care. That's why movies like this are getting such high praise. It's why movies like Black Widow got praised. It's like at the end of the day, they just want to shove popcorn in their mouth and watch and explosions. watch explosions. Yeah, it doesn't and. People will say, "Oh no, you did what? Like it's actually about the the family and the characters." I'm like, "But that wasn't strong enough either." No. You know. And the movie that does turn that direction gets crapped on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right. Well, we've almost taken up the whole hour on Shang Chi. I feel like we need to do Eternals justice and do another hour if you guys yeah. are okay no, with 100%, on Eternals. Hundred percent. So let's finish out on Shang Chi real quick. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've trashed it enough, and it, like it's not even that bad. Like we all yeah, were no, just kind of like, it's oh, just, it's fine. Look, I think CG is just one of our triggers, right? Yeah, but it's <laughs> also like we all. It's also like the the things they set up, they don't pay hey, off. Yeah, like, yeah. Mandarin should have been this epic villain look, who his son has to take on. So it's such a rich field to explore. Yeah. Right, the, the notion of a father going up against his legend, uh, a son going up against his legendary yeah. father, and you can come at it from so many different directions. Yeah, the problem is they approached it in the most typical vanilla, boring way possible. Yeah, it's like they just put it into an AI and an AI spat out a general plot description, and they're like perfect. Sort of. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's not you know, obviously, no, but yeah. you know, like I, we said, the I, plot wasn't offensive, we were just all kind of like, that's oh, fine, but like, I think the, more work goes into the stingers plot wise. And probably goes into most of the script. I think that's a problem with the MCU. Yeah, because they're too worried about propelling. They're worried we'll about the next the big film. moments. Yeah, they need momentum the... more than they yeah. need a movie to actually they're, be. Decent. They're worried about where Shang Chi will go next. Yeah, yeah. they're so, not worrying about the movie now. They're worrying about what they're going to do in three yeah. or four movies' yeah. time. Because I suppose they're already at Shang Chi, so it's like let the let the story handle itself. But they need people to be invested enough going forward. Yeah. So that's why this thing and is, they need to set the seeds for are usually pretty good. Yeah. But it's it's just it's a shame because there are a lot of elements that, like we said, are strong and could have been. Yeah, like I don't want to spend too much time. Like I'm not going to mention that like, we had a conversation uh, during the credits, no yeah. less, about and we fixed the movie like we always do. As yeah. If you listen to the show, you know we professionally well, we fix movies. Yeah. But it's like we had this whole concept for like a heist movie. You know what I mean? And, yes. and that kind of thing, and we were pretty happy with oh, that. Oh yeah. But the the problem is. It's not that we come up with better movies. It's just that a lot of these screenwriters and executives, they get paid handsomely to come up with what on screen appears they, to be a very safe, We've talked very about this before as well. It's not, um, it's, option. Not, it's not always that they're doing a bad job. It's they're doing the job they were paid to do, which yeah. is stay within the lines. Yeah. Don't rock the boat. You need, you need to introduce this character and he needs to be in this next film. Yeah. So this is... you. Do what we say. We've already got the action set pieces sort of ready in the CGI uh, 
you yeah. know, in our again, we're getting that ready. Again, that's like that's half the battle too. Is they probably got the CGI company saying we need to know what we need to do X in advance. Yeah. We need to do this, this, and this. You only and so you, you have to work within a certain framework See, that's provided. I, mean, to you. I I hate having this discussion is because we really don't know. I want to be a yeah. flying because I feel like it's a real disservice to the director who co-wrote the script and a lot of other directors we talk about on the show. It's a real disservice to say. Oh, you know, they were just there. They were just doing hide the job, and they didn't do, and they just, you know, like. I really want to sit. Yeah. Like, I really want to know. Did did the director? Did they force you to do yeah. the X, Y, and Z? Like, because yeah. in interviews, they're not going to say no. the, the truth. Like, they're just going to the say, "Oh, yeah, blink, it was a great blink, collaboration. Yeah, need no, help." Yeah. The alternative, though, is also really bad. The alternative is. They had free reign, and, and then they came job. out with this film. Yeah. And like I said, it's not even that bad of a film. Which is even a worse... Which is yeah, a worse. like it's not even that bad of a film. Yeah. But I would think that if you're so creative and so passionate about movies, yeah. that you're, you've made movies to get Marvel interested in your abilities, which is no small feat. Like, we might trash a lot of MCU movies, or not, not a lot, but yeah. we might trash movies, but to get elevated to a huge studio to make a big film, mm. hundreds of millions of dollars... You do need to have talent. It's that thing of like, oh, it's like they hire very talented people. Yeah, it's that so, thing of like, you've got our attention. Now get into the the creative prison. We're gonna lock exactly. you in for six months. They, they hire yeah. these extremely talented directors, and then they zap all the creativity out. Yeah. So it's like, is that the alternative? You know what I mean? Like, I, I that's that's also real bad. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't think it is. I think it could be if it is a problem. It's on a case by case instance mm. because when we talk about the Eternals. We're going to see that well, there, there does seem to be some freedom for some directors. Well, I think Eternals was a, like, an exception. Yeah, maybe. Because, like, because Black Widow was directed by Kate Shortland, who was an Australian indie director. Um, this movie was directed by uh, Destin Daniel Critton, who was an indie director. The two, two directors of Captain Marvel were sort of they did like little miss sunshine and kind of dramedies um and and there are a lot of other not just mcu movies but a lot of other big budget movies where they get these really talented really creative indie directors or like you know not so mainstream directors and they give them and we see the results and i feel like internals was the one result that paid off that everyone turned against yeah collectively and it's bizarre makes w- me worried <laughs> yeah um i guess we should wrap up shang chi and yeah. maybe take a break and then come yeah. back with eternals sounds good um yeah but- look t- too too long didn't listen uh, <laughs> if you skip to the end <laughs> maybe watch it on disney don't buy a ticket it's, it's not just, the it's, worst. It's, it's better than black it, widow a lot of a lot of what we're complaining about will be contextualized when if you've listened to our Black Widow review, if you and if you listen to the rest of this episode, which will be our Eternals review, where it's like, why is this okay, but Eternals is not okay? Yeah. That is my question. Yeah, exactly. Like, like we said, Shang Chi is not that terrible, but why is everyone saying this is so great and Eternals is the worst MCU movie or is the worst? Well, movie uh, we'll made? continue exploring it. Yeah. Um, Wait, stay with us. One more thing. I just thought, do you guys remember? There's the guy in Shang Chi with the the mask, the ninja. Yes. He's got that weird. He's not white explored mask. very much at all. Yeah. He's introduced, and then you see a flashback of him training Shang Chi. I'm like, oh, this is important. You never reveal who he is. I'm pretty sure he dies off De- screen. Almost deleted, deleted scene somewhere, maybe. Maybe, but I'm like, what? Like, why? 
Yeah. Tonight's a Ren problem. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> why have that character be such an important thing if you're just going to... I get like late he, game, late he game doesn't script have to, changes. He doesn't have to rip his mask off and be yeah. like, I was your mother all along. Like, <laughs> just have, at least have him and Chang chi have Mom? to duke it out. Yeah. yeah. At least have something around that, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, we the, could go um, on all night, but the, yeah. The, we'll, the podcast will be back after this break. You're back on the Tuesday review. Uh, our big Marvel episode. Mm-hmm. We have just finished. Um, we just finished destroying Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Even though we didn't really hate it, yeah, it wasn't even that bad. It's just there yeah. was a lot of problems. Uh, there needs to be yeah. There needs to be a conversation about the movie. Yeah, it's like there were so many problems that people were willing just, to overlook yeah. and yet not willing to overlook in Eternals. And you know, that um, rubs me you know, in Westworld, it's, it looks like nothing to me. Yeah, yeah, it's like that. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's like people just like their eyes just glaze over. Yeah. all of these issues. It's selective. It's very selective, and I don't know why. Yeah, is it is it the Black Panther issue where it's because it's the first movie to generally broadly represent um, an underrepresented, uh, say, facet of society? Maybe, like, but Eternals was even more diverse. No, yeah, yeah, but in, but not, in, a, in a, a less way. Yeah, but in a less in a focused way. way. Yeah, not in yeah. a focused way. That's part of it. I feel like it. People like because the thing with Eternals is people are like it's boring, and I'm like. It's not boring. It's like I'm like one <laughs> a lot look not uh, as boring as Black Widow. No, and a lot not honestly, even as boring as Shang Chi. Yeah, not as boring as Captain Marvel. It's slower, sure, but you know like, the, you why know, is this? I the think one? The, the problem it's is because it's longer and slower. The problem is that, and I know this is such a terrible thing to say, it's a film. This is an actual film. It's not just a popcorn eating. Like it is a popcorn eating extravaganza. You know how we but would... this film has char- a, a long stretches of character development. Yeah. It has a lot of dialogue, a lot of philos- you know, philos- philosoph- I'm philosophical. philosophical. No, I mean you know, um, like the philosophizing. Yeah, it's hard to say. But you know philosophizing. You know what the problem yeah. is? It's exactly what I was just talking about a few minutes ago. Is the problem with the MCU is all the movies feel the same. They're very cookie yeah. cutter. They're very that's what paint by expect. the numbers. That's what people expect. I think a then lot of you get a movie like Eternals, which is different. not not radically different, yeah. but just different enough that people say things like, "Oh, it's different," but that that's not a bad thing. But what they mean is it was different, and I didn't like it because well, it made me feel uncomfortable. Also, because when I, I go would, to see an MCU the, film, I just want to shove popcorn in my mouth. And yeah. watch explosion. I would say there is a segment or a portion of the reviews here that are just troll reviews, right? Because this yeah. is the first movie we'll say that is diverse without being focused. We had Black Panther, which was like representation for the African American, like yeah. sort of and, film, yeah, and African film going experience yeah. Yeah. cultures. And this Shang Chi was the like the Asian representation. Yeah, this movie was broadly, it had broadly representative. Therefore, it's just woke. Right, but this yeah. appealed to like there's oh, an okay, yeah. there is a segment like you can't attack Shang Chi for being feel like, diverse because yeah. it's like it's Asian American. This it has a purpose. There, there is there is there is that toxic part of the community who doesn't yeah. like things because they're woke no. Or for whatever. instance, there's but, there's some like um, same sex couples in this movie. Let's yeah. hate it because of that. Yeah, there's but inclusion in this. I feel there's like inclusion that, of that that element of the negative reaction. Is such a small part of what we're seeing. No, yeah, but the negative loud. reaction to no, but that's the thing. A lot of right? the, a lot of the negative reactions are from, are just from esteemed yeah. film reviewers and people of note. Exactly, yeah. and people of color. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's like it's, it's, it's like broadly got, considered a, a not a good film. Yeah, 
it's it's it, like there is that element of people who will just hate it because it's diverse or whatever but they like largely the the mainstream reaction from everyone is the same yeah and i sincerely it's bizarre i sincerely feel like a part of the problem is that this movie actually feels different yeah, not not in a huge way. No, it's, not radically. It's, no. It is still at its core an MCU traditional Marvel film. Yeah, but you can tell that the director has a vision intact. Yeah, you can t- like you know, even the way some scenes are filmed, the way some of the dialogue and relationships are explored. It doesn't feel like a traditional MCU movie. Mm. This is the first MCU movie, for example, to have a sex scene. Yes. Which which is a big deal. It's not a big deal in the film. It's only like ten seconds. In, yeah. You know in in actual film time. Yeah. It's the first... think about it... I think it's the first MCU film to have a gay couple pictured on screen showing affection to each other. Which was also a big deal in some circles and got the movie banned in the Middle East. That's correct. Some markets in the Middle East. Yeah, exactly. But Um, that's like, finally, they put their money where their mouth is and actually showed it instead of just saying in the supplementary material that this character is actually... Whereas instead of just having the rainbow flag on like their lapel and being like, yeah, I'm an ally. Testament to the strength of the director. That's right. Because I feel like there would be a lot of directors who probably just would have cut the scene and been like, okay, maybe we'll... I guarantee there was at least one email suggesting pushback from the Oh, probably more than one. You know what I mean? Like testament to Kevin Feige for being like, no, this is Chloe's vision and we will see it through. Yeah. At least in this one example. I think... Actually, let's let's start with that. Pros. (laughs) Yeah. Well, let's start with pros. But Chloe, I think it's pronounced Zhao. Chloe Zhao, like we were just talking about before... Indie director, yeah. small, intimate, low-budget movies, whatever, gets this huge Marvel movie. Now, as we just discussed, Black Widow, um, uh, what was the last one we were just talking about? Shang-Chi. Yeah. <laughs> um, even Captain Marvel. Even Black Panther. Like, that, 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 uh, that transition from those small movies... That, that really creative director, that really interesting na- new name going to the MCU usually zaps all the creativity out yeah. and we get crap like the movies we just mentioned. Yeah. I mean, this we, is, still, we still got a lot of the normal Marvel framework in certain things with this movie. No, no, no. no. Th- yeah, but th- that's what, this is the first time that transition hasn't felt like they zapped all the yeah. creativity out. It, that's, it feels, it feels it like has it's a lot of vision. Yeah, Eternals has a lot of problems. It, it does have some cookie-cutter elements. It does have a lot of sort of messy issues. But it's the only one where I was like, that, that Chloe Zhao who makes those weird documentary-style small movies, I can see her in this movie. That's right, yeah. You know? Whereas it's like the other directors it's like yeah you can see and i i, some I, I feel like own, but i feel really like it's just a, a marvel movie i feel like her her spark it, shining through in this film is potentially why some people don't like it because you don't if you're someone who doesn't really but it's, it's doesn't really care weird. necessarily it's, it's weird because the movies she used she made before this were so low budget documentary style yeah. realistic raw she uses non-actors it's all this a real real life grounded stuff then she makes this movie, which has some of the best action yeah. in, in an MCU movie. Too much CGI here and there, but whatever. 
Yeah, it's an MCU film. And and this is the straw that broke the camel's back with mainstream well, audiences. No. See, it's like not was, Shang-Chi, not Black Widow. It's not, like I was gonna say though. Like for what? A, a, for a portion of these critics, it's so this movie differs from the other big explode. There still has big explosions and CGI crap and all that stuff. But I feel like most people, and indeed most critics, in my opinion, when they went to see this movie, what they'd expected in their mind was a more traditional cookie-cutter MCU movie because all the ones previous have, have pretty been. much been like that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the reaction to um, uh, Captain uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier was that that was more of a people like, oh, look, it's more of a thriller. Yeah. And people loved at that time. Yeah. But that was still a very much action-y. There wasn't a whole lot of room on there for, you know, Steve's romantic feelings. It goes back to what I was saying at the very start of this podcast. It goes back to what I was saying at the very start of this podcast is that I'm feeling my internal headcanon is a lot of these reviewers review it with the, we'll say, the lowest common denominator in mind. And that's how they well, reflect no, their what review. I, what I'm trying to get at is... That in my, maybe, that, maybe it is that simple. Well, that's what I in think my it is. Opinion, it's, maybe this movie isn't the big dumb action pop comedy. Maybe yeah, that's why people, someone like Komodo is like Shang Chi's great, Eternal sucks. Yeah, is because he's just thinking, you know what, people are gonna like action and they're not gonna like yeah. philosopher socializing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like they obviously they <laughs> cater their review to. But the Eternals movie. has good action no, scenes. Let, but let, it's let me too slow. Let me too much talking. <laughs> like my my point is that film reviewers and indeed you know spectators like us who go to see these movies right any MCU movie you have an idea about what the you know the structure is going to be like right some action scenes a little bit of character development and then you wrap up in the third act blah 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 what we get with this film is kind of a slow meandering exploratory mm. film about what it means to be immortal it, yeah. like what it means to have relationships with people when you can't yeah. die what it means to have powers and yeah, not being able and not to being able to use people. them, yeah. and so it has. It's this big philosophical movie, and it does have the big action set pieces, and it has the MCU payoffs that yeah. you need to progress the franchise Look, forward. But a lot of people would be sitting there eating their popcorn, maybe, or doing whatever it is they do, thinking, "I don't get it." Where's that, yeah. my CGI? And that's explosions? why I think it gets a bad review. It's not because it's a bad movie, because in the context of the MCU, but it is an MCU film, but it's also yeah. dissimilar and that I'm, might jar some people. Yeah, I wanted to leave this till later, but I'll say it now before I forget. I'd rather a movie be ambitious and fail than a movie be lazy and yeah. fail or lazy and succeed. Etern- yeah. Eternals might, might, yes, it might be messy. Yes, yeah. maybe it's too long or not long enough because honestly it should have been a series yes it should have been a series yes it doesn't do everything right yes it can be slow whatever but boy was it ambitious but it was ambitious and it was interesting and i was engaged and i'd rather it fail doing that it didn't feel whatever lazy crap they were doing in black widow or whatever the hell the dragons were at the end of shang chi or whatever the hell that terrible script was in captain marvel yeah do you see what i'm saying like yeah. i'd rather it be a terrible ambitious film than a lazy no well, 100%. this is this is you know in my opinion i don't know anything but it, this is the most risky script i think marvel have ever produced in terms of yeah. your amateur scope in, well no i mean in terms of how the reviewers are going to feel like it, it, and when i say reviewers keep in mind i'm talking about the neckbeards, the ins- these types of people, yeah. the more unsavory types of people, because you do have representation 
you have a gay couple, yeah. you have a person who doesn't, who only speaks in sign language for a start. Yeah. And a lot of these people are like, oh, now I have to pay attention to hand signs. Oh, hand signs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I can imagine people sitting there being like, oh, look, it's, yeah. a, it's a black but, girl but doing it, hand signs. It's, it's oh, like, the po- the politics, too many politics in the you. <laughs> but it's like I was just saying, it's like, yes, there are there is that <laughs> part of it who are very vocal and who are toxic and who are, who are going to not like it because of that element. But I feel like overall, the large consensus yeah. was that it still sucked because of other reasons. Yeah. Because it was kind of quite boring. Boring, yeah. And I'm like, Look, wh- why was this boring? Because it was long? Why wasn't the end of Shang-Chi boring? Why yeah. wasn't Black Widow boring? Why are they Why are they letting that pass? It was too boring. Too much talking. Yeah, it was boring because too many feelings were explored. Yeah, that's it. Too <laughs> no, many no, looking no, at vistas that's a, that's while a, having a talk. That's a simplistic way to put <laughs> yeah, it. No. But I actually think that's... Too much legit. holding hands. No. Yeah. <laughs> too much internalizing yeah. thoughts, God not enough explosions. God forbid Lord of the Rings come out today. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's actually true. <laughs> yeah. That is true. If, if, the ex- if Fellowship came out today, exactly how it was back then now, People would say it's the worst movie Boring. ever made. Yeah. They would never make a second If my mum went to see it. That's yeah. A, that's, a, that, that's the thing. But, would my mum like this movie? Main, yes yeah. or no? But like <laughs> main, mainstream audiences who loved Lord of the Rings yeah. now would hate it. Yeah, that's right. Not yeah. enough CG. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, 100%. Yeah. They'd say, oh, it looks terrible. It looks fake. It's so boring. Why are they always talking? Why yeah. are they always... Wa- Why there's too much walking? Yeah. So <laughs> that's, that, that's 100% true. So I feel like the... the... So you know, one of my favorite parts, unironically favorite parts, is when they go to Australia. <laughs> no, no, no. And I say unironically. Bonza, mate. Yeah, I say unironically because usually, <laughs> you know, usually I do unfortunately suffer from cultural cringe. Yeah. But they go to Australia and it's this moment of reuniting with, with Gilgamesh and Athena, not, a- yeah. not Athena. Athena. The Athena. Oh, not Athena. The Athena. There's no point, yeah. but spoilers for Eternals, just in case. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, we got the spoiler warning for yeah. all of We had at the start, yeah, yeah, but just in case. And it's this whole thing about, like, uh, Athena's, uh, Athena, played by Angelina Jolie, who, as James said, doesn't actually, like, take up the whole spotlight. Well, Another pro. Movie, after the movie finished, I'm like, I'm glad she didn't. Because yeah. when, sh- when you see the trailer, you're like, oh, they're just going to make Angelina Jolie yeah. one of the main N- characters. Not at all. But she's just one of the supporters. It's like, yeah, and it's it's this great kind of moment of reuniting oh. with the, the Eternals. But also it starts to look into mental illness, mental illness affecting yeah. someone who can't die. It's like this whole kind of conversation about sickness yeah. with people who can't get sick. It, do you know what I mean? And yeah. it's, this, it's an interesting thing because they don't really know how to handle it. And it shows the interesting relationship. Uh, no, he doesn't know how to handle it. He <laughs> knocks her out. <laughs> yeah, but you know what Which, I mean. You know, it's, it's a little it's, bit funny because he's the only one that can handle yeah, her. Right? It's not something. It's not something that they genuinely think about. Is what I mean. It's yeah. like this. It's like a, a whispered thing. It's like oh no. Yeah. Um. But it has. It's this interesting dynamic between Gilgamesh and Thena. That's what this movie has. It has great relationships. I personally, yeah. I personally don't think. The relationship between Icarus and Cersei is anything special. That's very bland no, it's just to me. A normal it's like, love oh story, yeah, yeah, sure, they like each other, they do it on screen. Yeah, yeah. go Marvel. Yeah. But who, but then you have like uh, Faustus and his uh, husband. Yeah, and I'm like, that's interesting. Yeah, uh, Makari and Druig's relationship seems to be hitting it off like on that. Twitter. Yeah, because it's very understated. It's like they love each other, but yeah. it's this unspoken. You know the best thing. relationship? <laughs> uh, not meant. That. I mean, you know, what I mean? <laughs> you're gonna make that joke? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, is this thing that's not really communicated more than oh, my beautiful, no, 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 beautiful I'm, Makari? No, no. Uh, I, I was gonna make a joke. <laughs> the best relationship. <laughs> Are you gonna make that? No, joke? I'm listening. I'm excited. <laughs> 
is Kingo and his valet. Oh, I, <laughs> oh yes. Yeah, 100%. For a, man, for a man that got so ripped for this movie or other movies. He never takes his shirt off. He never off. takes his shirt off. Which I is just the best wanted part. to see some I wanted to see some Where Kumail was Kamal? Where was Kamal's abs? Yeah, that's it. I wanted to see the washboard. That's why people don't like it. Yeah. Uh, we paid we 20 bucks. We, we paid 20 bucks this ticket. We don't get to see his washboard abs. Yeah. I, I do like the fact Worst that I do like the fact that they sort of tipped a hat to Bollywood tradition of like the family dynasty of actors. That was funny, and it's like he plays my like he's like this is my great grandfather, yeah. my grandfather, and yeah. me, and it's like because they look like, <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's, like, it's, like yeah. it's just all it's him, just him with a mustache. Yeah, it's just him with like a mustache, <laughs> and um, you know he's basically the Bollywood Johnny Cage, which he all approved of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, this that, that's and I think that's a part of the problem is this film is a very. Very relationship heavy. The characters know each other. There's a lot of history. See, that's the thing. There's a lot of history between everyone in this film, and that gets explored. People are saying, oh, it sucks because there's too many characters that should have been cut out. Usually, I would agree. Yeah. But I think it's fascinating that Chloe Zhao decided to be like, no, I'm going to have all nine or ten Eternals. Originally, there was going to be 12. Yeah. And then she was like, "Mm." (laughs) a bit much. Yeah. And she's like, I'm going to dedicate time to all of them. Yeah. And, that's and they're the all going to have their own thing. Oh, and they each the have speeds, a... they get less time than the rest. Yeah, that's true. True. But she make they they make up for it with her fascinating dynamic with Druig. Mm. And, but like, and and also she has she some great action. She has great action scenes as well. Oh yes, the, but the interesting thing the is best... all the characters have different dynamics with each other. Yeah, like they all interact slightly differently. They all approach each other slightly differently. Yeah. So, but you know, it's an exploration about immortality and I people, and that's boring, I guess, if you're expecting car chases yeah. and explosions and like you know, lots of fisticuffs going on between superpowers. Yeah, you don't really get it that much. Like, like two things: Makari's speedster powers are probably the best representation of speedster powers on screen. Yeah, like, like it's usually just that slow mo cliche, whereas yeah. this she uses no, there's no slow mo in this. Yeah, it's just bam. Yeah. Um, also, going off kind of what you were saying is like, there's that character. There's a character. Like, there's a character dynamics. Like, Chloe Zhao had to introduce the world to yeah. ten characters that no one's, most audiences have never heard of. That's right. The Eternals aren't a big yeah. Marvel property like, in the Guardians, sense that Iron yeah. Man is or Daredevil. Like Spider-Man Guardians is. of the Galaxy was like a C-list or like a lesser known yeah. property. But it's like that was easy compared to what yeah. they had to do with Eternals. Like Eternals are important to the universe, but in terms of games and in terms of like, you know, T-shirts and things, yeah. they're underrepresented because they're like, like if, if, if Guardians are like C-level, Eternals in terms of media representation yeah. are probably like an E-level. Yeah. Just because they're kind of like in the comics yeah. in certain like, periods. So but they're not like they're not like Spider-Man yeah. who just pops up for Avengers adventures and so stuff. So for character like for several characters that no most people have never heard of. Yeah. To have this epic movie introduce them all. I think it did a pretty good job. Yes, it's messy. Yes, it's not it's not perfect. Yeah. But, but it's, it's a film. Like, like I, I said, it's like not a I series. Said, it's just a film. But like I said, it's like I'd rather it be an ambitious failure and like, oh, there was too many characters. It was too messy. You didn't get enough time with all of them. It should have been a TV show. Yes, I agree. But I'd rather that than whatever the hell Black Widow was. Whatever yeah. the hell the ending of Shang-Chi was. Why yeah. is that okay? And yeah. this is not okay. That's right. 
yes, it should have been a Disney Plus series. I agree. Yeah. But this is what we got, and it was interesting, and it wasn't just wasn't your that bad. typical Marvel, yeah. like, so one boring, of the, One ugly. of the main problems that people seem to have is that they explore too much in too little a time. And the problem is, if you're going to show... You have two options, right? I guess you have the Highlander route, if mm. you're dealing with Immortals. Yeah. Which is, you you do flashbacks, yeah. but it's mainly set in, like, the one period or yeah. two periods. Or you do it the way the Eternals handles it, where you, you have, like, a slice of each period, and yeah. you show how they grow, or, you know, who's with them at each stage. Which... which you know, I understand why because it's that you get to introduce set pieces that way. Yeah. More set pieces keeps people engaged. Yeah. Keeps people. But also, interested. it's like it would have been better as a TV series because you can go because one of the things is they only go back in time to like two or three periods. Yeah. And then there's like thousands of years you just don't see, they, and yeah. then there's modern day. And I'm like, yeah, it would have been cool to see them more throughout history, <laughs> but it's like it didn't like it wasn't a huge big deal and the thing with the thing with it is you can always go revisit it later that's right because there's thousands of years where they you can just flash back and go remember that time we were on the wild west (laughs) and you can just put it in in whatever movie now it would have been like i said it would have been better in this movie but look you know one of the problems we uh we have with this film or at least i had with this film is that the there was a question asked before this film why didn't the Eternals interfere in any of the terrible things yeah. that happened to mankind? Oh, because we were told not to. Yeah, no, 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 no the laziest. Mm. I would have got in trouble by Daddy if I did. <laughs> the laziest option just is following orders. is always the I'm just following orders option, and unfortunately, that's what they pulled out with this one. It's yeah. instead of we were off on the that, galaxy dealing with other problems. Yeah. The Captain Marvel defense. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it it's, is. It's oh well, we watched while all we watched, which is bad. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're standing there That's watching the people butch themselves. Yeah. Like it is with a, any the whole galaxy full well, of story plots. They could plots. have just gone a little bit lamer and been like, "Look, we helped where we could. We didn't want to I, alert the powers." Yeah. I think like look, it's it was a bad decision, and like I'm not going to defend it. I think by the end of the movie, it didn't bother me so no. much because you realize that they have been manipulated yeah. by yeah. the a- celestial a- Arishim. Arishim, yeah, and Ajak was kind of not telling and the truth. And Ajak was, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, and by the end of it, they're like fighting the volcano. I'm like, all right, fair enough, whatever. Yeah. Like, and it also, but it's still, just a way they let Hitler happen. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. also just a way for them to be like, look, the MCU has to be all connected and so you can't suddenly introduce superheroes for thousands of, from thousands of years yeah, ago that's right. and not have them mentioned in Iron Man, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think what they should have done, and this would be a pretty easy fix, it's not perfect, but is to, if they do interfere, interfere in conflicts, have Arishem punish them in some way. That would have been a good scene. Which they go to prison. Consider, like, yeah, considering having, considering Makari spends the whole thousands of years on the ship, I think there should have been a scene at the beginning where she's like, I've had enough. I'm going to interfere in this fight, this battle or war. She starts fighting and then Arishem comes and zaps her onto the ship. Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. And Kingo then goes why... to assassinate Hitler with his finger beams and he's like, no, 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 you and don't then, interfere. And then when they find her on the ship in the movie, it's like, well, there's a reason she's been, she yeah. hasn't just been hanging or out. Or even, I mean, this is a bit nerdy, but even the Watcher, the Watcher could be like, that's not for you to do. 
I mean, they've technically introduced the Watcher yeah. in the animated What If series. But, yeah, no, like, that's all that. Like, they yeah. could have just done something like that. The way it is in the movie, it's lazy and it's like, yes, I agree. It's a, yeah. a it's, con. It's but... funny, right? If you watch the trailer of The Eternals, you'd think most of the movie happens on this grey-looking awful beach. Yeah. But luckily it doesn't. That's like the first five minutes. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, the king, the Bollywood scene. That was uh, great. Yeah, uh, but apparently people like, it's not colourful enough to be real Bollywood. And I was like, <laughs> it's, it's the MCU, come on. Yeah. They're trying their best. Hey, it was more colourful than the previous however many movies. Yeah. You know, like like we just discussed, like that dig- ugly digital colour grade. This movie looked nicer than most of the MCU movies. Yeah, that's, it does. And, it uh, still wasn't I, bl- I blame I blame the director. I blame the it, all the benefits of this lay on the director's feet. All oh, the, all the mean, pros. Yeah, yeah. like you, all the pros. Yeah, the pros and cons. Yeah. yeah. Um, another big thing this this movie does is introduce Dane Whitehall. Whitehall? Whitman. 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 I'm sorry, Whitehall. <laughs> um, a Freudian slip somewhere. Um, the Black Knight. Yeah. Of course, who uh, wields the Ebon Blade. Um, Ebony Blade, yeah. Ebony Blade. Uh, Kit Harrington was confirmed to play. Um, Dane Whitman ages ago yeah. who obviously in the comic books becomes the Black Knight and he's introduced in this movie he's in like the first scene and like the last scene basically yeah kind of he has a relationship with Cersei, Cersei the main like lead celestial um, sorry uh, eternal yeah um, and basically they're just setting him up, setting him up for the next movie or whatever when yeah. he when he's finally introduced um, and then there is that pretty crazy yeah. in credit scene where he unveils the ebony sword and you hear Blade's voice. It's like, oh my God, yeah, so exciting. We were all jumping out of our seats. But I think his introduction in the movie is fine. One, because it sets yeah. up the relationship. Yeah, it gives, which, it, it gives him a stake. It so gives yeah, him motivation. And it gives him motivation to take up the sword, which I believe feeds off negative energy and so would do some harm to him and possibly to others well, around him. I haven't read the comics but, in a while, but the whole thing is if you kill someone, it, it like really hurts you or something, or it kills you even, like your soul. Like I think the more you kill with it, the more it yeah. feeds off that negative energy and it feeds off your like negative yeah. feelings. But anyway, what I'm saying is it gives it's a an bad excuse. magical sword. It, it, his yeah. relationship with Cersei and her getting taken away by yeah. Arishim at the end gives an excuse to become the Black Knight. We've yeah. got a Celestial to kill. And yeah. Exactly. Oh, but we should the actually, mother of all bad kids. Yeah. <laughs> we, should actually, we should actually just, just for context, actually do a very quick summary of the film before we go well, off I on mean, the, we didn't, the implications. We, we didn't do one for Shang-Chi. I think at this point it, it doesn't really matter. I think we should probably just rewind it and get back on track into some, maybe into a terms of a pros and cons because we're okay. kind of just rambling yeah. into, a, uh, into a nothingness. Um. Should we just wind it back? Yeah, yeah wind it back. Get back ah, on track. Blah, blah, blah. Pros. We've already talked about a lot of the pros. Yeah. Um, cast it, Cast was good. Cast was good. Length was good. Obviously, yeah. quite I think it, long Honestly, enough. it should have been longer. I yeah. would like a longer cut, uh, but, you know. We uh, get what we're given. This yeah. is still more than we you expect know, usually. Introducing the Celestials was always going to be a tough ask. Because yeah. it's these big... Oh, the Celestials look great. Yeah. It's a big... They're big planet-like entities yeah. who apparently, you know, apparently birthed the universe and, and all yeah. of this. And so for any director, it's going to be a tough... Hat. And for no one, how do you contextualize that for audiences who aren't familiar with yeah. it? How do you show them on screen? Yeah. How do you... 
Like, make is them, it all going to be make them quote unquote realistic for yeah. this? Yeah, and I think that she pulls it off. They look like they do out of the comics. They look like yeah. Kirby himself could have, you know, obviously not as colorful, but yeah. they look close to the Kirby designs, which is, which is so nice to see. Yeah, I would like some further clarification in the next movie or the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie, mm. where now Ego is at the moment canonically, technically the first Celestial to be introduced, right? He's a there's a thing. No, see, now this leads into another thing. I saw this on YouTube, right? So, yeah. alleged, like, what people think is happening is the celestial phase is going to be all about our big boy Galactus. The cosmic phase. The cos- yeah, the cosmic phase. Yeah. Um, and the theory is so far is the celestials, instead of creating like a planet seed or whatnot, because obviously yeah. Galactus feeds on celestials to keep yeah. sort of ba- universal order and balance in check. Yeah. Um, the theory is that. Ego was a, in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Ego was a prototype of an organic celestial that could function the same as the other celestials, but is not born of that kind of, we'll say, matter or, or, or like, not quite organic, but, you know, that kind of system that Galactus feeds off of. You can't, he can't feed on Ego the same as he feeds on the other planets that... yeah the planet seeds uh, celestials infect with. So like, obviously we'll say earth is a, a giant target to Galactus, but ego but, might not be. So I want, but, but I want more clarification. You, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if ego could be devoured by Galactus or not. No, but because... what matters is that is Peter Quill half a celestial and how will that factor into movies going forward? Yeah, True. Yeah, no, it, it, it's all... Look, it's, it's a really interesting thing because we're getting into comic book lore, which is... So the MCU has set itself up in a certain way. Yeah. They're introducing characters like Ego, like Thanos, uh, and spoilers for the amazing Stinger <laughs> in Eternals. <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm no, just going to... I'll keep it brief. Don't James worry. putting his pen down. Yeah, He's I'll keep point, it brief. No, his no, no it's, it's pertinent to the conversation. So one of the best uh, Avengers from the 80s... Uh, it was a character called Star Fox. His name is actually Eros, but he's, they call him Star Fox because you can't have a guy walking around being like, I'm Eros, the god of sex or whatever, or, or love. Um, anyway, in the comics, he's Thanos' brother. So in the comics, Thanos too is an Eternal, but he has what they call a deviant genetic strain, Gene, yeah. which is what makes him blue because of mutation, reasons. Yeah. It's a mutation, which is... So there's this whole thing about his relationship. Thanos defines himself by his relationship with Star Fox. So Star Fox is this cool guy. He gets to do what he wants. He's happy. He Everyone loves him. Thanos has a deviant strain. He's bad news. Yeah. You don't want to hang out with people with a deviant strain. They're not good guys. And that's, of course, that's, it's this whole thing. He's not actually, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like having a deviant well, strain doesn't I, make you a I feel deviant. Like, it's just yeah. what they call it. Well, well, so like, my, they said, the MCU has set itself up where Thanos was not recognized as an Eternal, at least in the same yeah. way that these guys are. He's like this guy who just wants to kill half the universe for reasons, yeah, you know, reasons. They the other, easily... the other point was this: was Thanos was potentially trying to stop Galactus, yeah, now, by annihilating half of existence, or, we'll, or yeah, stop the celestial because yeah. the, the celestial being born of yeah. the planet has to, yeah, has to, to be, slow has the to celestial energy down, yeah. of the. That I think that will be a terrible retcon. Yeah. They can they can retcon it in several yeah. several so, ways, but it really doesn't matter. So he, so the interesting thing about um, the Stinger is this thing introduces Star Fox to the MCU, played by Harry Styles, who looks amazing <laughs> in the outfit. Um, but the interesting thing is, I'm pretty sure it actually announces him as brother of Thanos. He does, yeah. So it seems to, 
to, it's now I remember we were talking about it with James and we were talking about maybe they don't mean it in a literal sense, but I they probably will. I think they're going to do I a think, slight retcon. Yeah, I mean, I guess not retcon because it's not such a retcon because his backstory is not that heavily. If I'm, if I'm not investigated, mis- I mean, it, like the MCU can change things from the comics. Yeah. They've done that before. If I'm not mistaken, in the comics, Thanos is the son of two Eternals and ha- but has a deviant gene which is why he's like a big purple guy <laughs> which i find kind of silly but you know comic books yeah um, also it's in space and yeah. that's why his brother is yeah. like a normal looking guy um but i think they could do that like they've they never yeah. they nev- they've they've set up that fastos and his uh partner had a son yeah you know a normal son so it's like they could just say oh thanos's parents were eternals and he had the deviant gene, and that's why he looks at, and just not mention. Like it doesn't matter. No. Um, yeah. But I think anyway, this what is aliens. important, like, which I think we we should probably get to. What is more important is that, like with Star Fox, which Callum got very very excited about. I cannot I stress I this wait. enough to yeah. listeners. He got very very excited about Harry Styles coming <laughs> out with that costume, being like, "I'm Star Fox, baby," um, doing the finger guns. <laughs> um, What's more important is the Eternals movie feels more like a big game changer in yeah. the MCU than any of the previous. Yeah. It really kicks five it sets, movies. It sets up. Look, we've all heard the term the cosmic phase, right? Yeah. You know, this kicks into motion in big time. Yeah. It introduces big players in the cosmic version of like the cosmic comics in in yeah. the Marvel comics, but it also raises interesting questions, like Nathan was saying about like. The Ebony Blade, Nathan was saying, is in the comics, in it, which is a different version of the Ebony Blade now. That's a little bit too related to, like, Venom. And yeah, stuff yeah, like that. So but yeah, yeah. In the comics, the Ebony but Blade now, has the, all kinds... But now they're introducing Venom into the MCU, It has all kinds... So the Ebony Blade could... has all kinds of powers. Yeah, and yeah. So, so there's, there's I mean, all of these... there things. is a Celestial Head floating yeah. in space. We don't know how long the Ebony Blade's been with Dane Women's yeah. hands. But we don't point, know yeah. if it might have cut off a Celestial Head. We don't know. Yeah. The point is, it's introducing all of these big questions which are going to be explored in later films, but which allows us to do what we do best speculate yeah speculate like i don't want to speculate too much now because oftentimes our reviews are just speculation and we don't end up talking about the movie like we've stopped talking about eternals completely started speculating about stuff that we're going to review anyway when it ends up not being about what we talk about anyway but i just wanted to mention that watching eternals whether you liked it or not felt like a big yeah. deal for the mcu I, I think it like we said it, it felt like the it was the best mcu movie since infinity war was, was well, the way i phrased it yeah probably i mean in certain in, ways I mean, yeah it's in, the most it I feels mean, like the most important movie we enjoyed endgame but that had problems but uh, spider-man far from home was okay but it's very self-isolated it's yeah, very isolated well, movie. maybe it was better but yeah black um, widow was terrible but the interesting thing... What, about, what other movies have there been since then? Um, Shang-Chi was okay. That's it, right? Yeah. I mean, the series have been more important yeah, in yeah, some ways. Yeah, yeah, but in terms of the movies. The, the, um, so, I mean, Eternals the, is... The interesting, like the, the reason, not even close to being the worst MCU yeah, movie. The reason I mention uh, The Stinger is because the when we reach the end of Eternals, we find ourselves in a place where Arishem has abducted all the Eternals who... Um, did the bad, did did the wrong thing by him, and mm. uh, stopped the the Tiamat. birthing of Celestial yeah. of Tiamat. Yeah, and uh, we find ourselves in a situation where the Etern- Icarus is flown into the sun because his Icarus get it the wings and yeah, you know, got them. Anyway, oh, Icarus like, feel bad. I like Icarus. That. No, I like that because oftentimes 
either on the show or oftentimes off air, I always talk about how a character will do a terrible, unforgivable thing, yeah. and everyone will just feel forgive, like forgive it's them. cool, and then the movie or show. Yeah, continues. like Wanda, like Wanda. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, no, they have to atone. Yeah. There has to be some penance, sort of yeah. penance. But do you think he's dead, I, though? We'll I don't out. care. We'll find out. I think the action... The act of contrition itself was the, important. Because he betrayed his fellow Eternals, yeah. the people he loved the most, to complete his mission to exactly. birth the yeah. Celestial and destroy Conse- the Earth. Actions have consequences. And yeah. for, him, for them to just be like, it's okay, we forgive you, what yeah. is not enough. Yeah. Him sacrificing himself, I was just like, yes. Yeah, exactly. And people complaining about it online. I'm like, it's comic books. He's an eternal. He can come back at any point. Yeah, for all, you, for all we know, Arishem zapped yeah, him exactly. before he could get to the core of the sun. Just or the fact that he did it, I like that because yeah. oftentimes... That, That's a good point. But yeah. We find ourselves in this position now where it's introducing characters for a certain purpose. They need to rescue the Eternals. Yeah. Or, or at least that's what we believe. So we find ourselves yeah. in a position where everybody's getting primed for another adventure. Yeah. Dane needs his celestial yeah. killing sword so he can save his girlfriend from the celestial. <laughs> yeah. And I guess for some reason, Blade needs to be involved, which will be made clear during the Blade movie, I guess. Because the ebony sword Wouldn't that be is cool? a blade. The ebony blade is a blade. And oh. he is, <laughs> yeah. and he is but, a blade. <laughs> but wouldn't it be cool... If Dane is like a like a like a supporting character in the Blade movie, like if they're it's like, it's like them I mean together. I assume they're hinting at something. Yeah, be like yeah. A I'm so glad I'm so glad it wasn't place. Doctor Strange because how many times we need Doctor Strange to be like oh the multiverse. Doctor Strange is going to be an important part though. Yeah, especially after the next uh, multiverse movie. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I think that, that that the reason I mentioned the this thing is is because we're going in a very interesting direction. Yeah. Which is, of course, the next big film, in my opinion, to come out is going to be Guardians 3, which is in the same style. That's of not Celest- for a while, though, yeah. Yeah, but it's like the same kind of celestial, big scope yeah. galaxy. I'm looking forward to seeing stuff. Adam Warlock. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. Uh, like, I yeah. feel they, like... When did, when did they... Uh, when was this thing of Adam Warlock? That was ages ago. Where, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which is yeah. 2014. Yeah. Uh, like, are we heading in a direction like where we're going to see some sort of heist movie uh, with, like, the Eternals? the first one? I can't remember. Again, the speculation, which we want to yeah. avoid. But, like, obviously there's going to be a, a, a moment in the Marvel series where they have to rescue the Eternals, right? And I would like somehow for the Guardians to fit in and get more of that big yeah. possible Thor, Queen to still backstory. Thor will probably show up. Yeah. Thor will probably show, show up. Captain Marvel will be like, oh, sorry, I'm busy. Yeah. She does at the end of Shang-Chi, which yeah. we thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Also, quick mention that... Uh, Mark Ruffalo is no longer Dr. Yeah, Hulk. Uh, Professor Hulk. Professor Hulk. Uh, Banner is now in his human form which I like because I didn't really like what they did I with... did like that little when Banner's like yeah I don't know when she, <laughs> when she disappears <laughs> she does that <laughs> um, alright let's talk Cuts. about actual yes. the movie Eternals yes. okay, yeah. because we're speculating and I don't like speculating like I know that's a big part of what we do on the show but I don't like doing it anymore because I feel like next week they're going to announce something that makes all our discussion pointless and then when we review the next movie or show, it's going to change good the point, context anyway. We should just talk about yeah. the actual thing. Uh, cons. CG. Look, some of the CGI is pretty bad, but not as bad no, as no, no, the no. previous I think, five and or so I, for me, Marvel the, movies. For me, the Deviants, it felt a little lazy. Deviants yeah. weren't very good. The, the problem is... But the fights with the Deviants were yeah. pretty you know, cool. Look, we can't have Fantastic Four. But they, this isn't the first time we've had a damn Super Skrull as the villain. And it frustrates me. 
Okay, there's only one real villain in Marvel they, Comics who does this, and it's Super Scroll. But we they give us a deviant who absorbs they, people's powers. They and screwed. Look- they screwed up the scrolls in the MCU. They screwed yeah. up. Look, I'll be honest. They screwed up the deviants. Yeah, which are much more interesting in the co- comics and much more y- unique. And but for the movie, it made sense. Yeah, to have them yeah. have an and ta- actually, you know, I'll be honest. I would have been more interested in a movie with no villains. I know we just... A ca- just a drama. A I know we drama. just got yeah. finished talking about how action movies only good as yeah. its villain and Shang-Chi needed a stronger villain. But I would have been much more interesting well, in a three-hour movie, movie right? like, that was about a kung fu. people who no. live forever. Yeah, it de- that, it's a different movie. The Shang-Chi was about like kung fu and yeah. all that kind of stuff. That, that needs a villain, right? Yeah. A family drama doesn't need a villain in the same way that yeah. Shang-Chi did. It would yeah. be interesting to see a three-hour movie about these people who live forever. With the only villain through. is time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and not being able to interfere. Uh, or like, you know, maybe just finding each but, other and like maybe one of them doesn't yeah. want to be found. And so it's this whole search yeah. for Spock situation. Yeah. But, like, in saying that, the fights with the deviants, CGI's whatever, but the fights themselves and the way the... The inter- fights between each other were pretty good. Yeah, well and the way the Eternals um, present their powers. Yeah. It's well shot. It's interesting. It's too dark like most of these movies, most of the time. Highlight for the for moment, the uh, the, I forget the character's name, the inventor. Fastus. Fastus. His fight against Icarus was cool. Yeah, because yeah. everyone's just like I feel like he's the kind of character Icarus, everyone is just like ah underrated. he's whatever yeah. he's not the strong one. After we saw them, like Icarus's powers are very much Superman powers. Yeah, and at the end of the movie, I was like, this is the best Superman movie since the original, like in the seventies. Yeah. Like the it, it's like it's much better than a lot. Like a lot of the powers on display are really cool and well done, and yeah, like the fights between the characters. Really cool. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, a lot of the. Sort I, of I the do like that Faustus's powers were kind of under. Um, they were understated because he's not like a fighting guy, but when he does need to fight, he uses his intelligence as his yeah. strength. So instead of things, yeah. instead of taking on Icarus one one like mano mano, yeah, it's like he's going to tie him down, and not even the strength of Icarus can break. The, like the ingenuity of Faustus. Mm. So it's this thing where Faustus, I think he even, he even says Although, something on the lines of, you've always underestimated me. Yeah. And he gets that moment of like, yeah. you know, eternal siblings Although, and he's finally like, I'm yeah. going to get you. Icarus is so OP that like, I think towards the end he was breaking out of it. But yeah. uh, then, um, then Cersei, because he does, no, he yeah. does break out of it. Yeah. And then, but then Cersei changes his mind or whatever. Um, yeah, like, I like, you know, we talk about third act problems. It's like, I like the big crazy battle at the end, even with all the CGI and yeah. stuff. I was kind of like... It worked, because again, it was at such a large scale that it fit the eternal yeah. sort of motif. I, I, I really, look, I personally really didn't like um, the Deviant. Yeah. I thought that I would have preferred, and you know, this is just my opinions, of course, but like, why couldn't they have some person get infected by a deviant, and then that way you have a real person, like you know, absorbing the powers of the dead Maybe, Eternals, yeah. and that way you get a real or person, just have, and just, not just or like just a have f- the deviants have more personality. Like, yeah, have, yeah. Have, Maybe he should have looked like a person to begin with, yeah. or like I said, a real actor, not just like a rubbery-looking thing. Yeah, CGI. Because um, that was my problem. Yeah. I'm like, for for a movie with such strong actors, such strong character dynamics. Yeah. The villain is just a rubbery-looking brown I, I monster. I think I agree. It doesn't help that the villain itself is just kind of like, just like a black cordy, a, like a corded sort yeah. of black brown monster guy, black kind of. Glump. And then he does yeah. he does figure. learn to speak. 
But then he's just like, oh, you know, Iris Shem did bad by me. Yeah. Oh, no. We're, we're running out of time, but I want to quickly rapid fire a few things. One problem I do have with the movie is that even though it is a movie about the Eternals helping humanity uh, evolve and not being able to, but in, not being yeah. able to fight in their wars, which doesn't really make sense if you think about it, but whatever. I think that one of the problems is there are a lack of, because of the scope and the lack of time, there are a lack of like actual just human characters that these people interact with. Yes, you see them in yeah. villages and helping people and living with people. Yeah. But other than Dane, who's not in it a lot, they don't really interact. And and um, the valet, what's his name? Um, yeah. You don't, they don't really live uh, with uh, people. Yeah, apart from there should Drewig. be more human. Yeah. Ca- but then again, you need a TV series. But then for yeah, that. I was gonna say like Druig's yeah. Druig's whole subplot about living in the town could have been explored more. But the, Barry Keegan is so good, and yeah. Druig was like all our favorite character. Yeah, because he's and the only he's one the with a moral only, compass. Yeah, he's the only one who's like, screw this, I'm going to interfere. I can't let people die like yeah. when we can stop it. But then he like lives in like this community where he's just keeping those people safe, and I was like. That's fair enough, but also like he didn't really do a lot to, but he yeah. was a more interesting, um, psychologically interesting character. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I, I think we'll end it up because we're out of time. But uh, this movie doesn't deserve the criticism it's, it's getting just, at it's the end of the day. It's bizarre that this is the movie that people decided to draw yeah. the line in terms of MCU. Like the interesting, like philosophical. People were okay with Black Widow. People were okay. Yeah. With oh, okay. I'm just like. This is nowhere near that bad. It is. No. It's adventurous. It, and like I said, even if it is bad, it's interesting in its badness. It's it's exactly. in its ambitious. In it's terrible in its ambitiousness. Yeah, take some than risks. Just boring, lazy, yeah. cookie cutter crap. It, like takes, it takes risk. It feels creative, even if it doesn't necessarily. You know, this is, break out of a mold. This is definitely a movie I will watch again when it goes on Disney Plus. This yeah. is the one MCU movie from the last however many there have been where I was like, I want to watch this again. Soon. Especially with a couple of the twists, it's like I want oh, I want also, to go back and rewatch. Yeah, very quickly, we talked about this after the movie finish. Chloe Zhao, the director, is an actual comic book fan. And oh, yeah, comic she's, she, she took a lot from the comics for this. They offered her Black Widow. She's like, no thanks, but if you're doing something with Eternals, I'm interested. And then later they're like, hey, you want to do Eternals? And she's like, cool. I've already got the script ready, guys. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, when we reviewed Birds of Prey, I said, there's no way this director and writer were fans of comics. Yeah, you can tell that you can can tell these characters. They might have been, and I might have been talking about my ass, but we were watching that movie, we were like, no way. You know, it's. And a lot of these MCU movies, they were like, we know the comic book fans are often writers and directors of this movie, but it's hard to tell sometimes. Yeah. Eternals is like, it kind of feels like Chloe Zhao was like, has a love for the characters. out out on these yeah. characters. She loves Especially the characters, characters understands characters them. That no one knows about. It takes yeah. a lot from the Neil Gaiman run of comics specifically. Yeah. And she introduces this many characters and this game changing these game-changing yeah. events, like even even the well, even one of the villains, Icarus. It's like even him. You can see that he's he's psychologically complex. Yeah, that she has an affection for him as like a creator. If he because he doesn't have, he's not an entirely evil well, guy. Yeah, but that's also because he's one of the main. Yeah, but you know heroes. what I mean. I'm like even the yeah. like all of the like you said, it's all balanced. All the characters are balanced. The amount of time that's given to him. Yeah, maybe not so much to Athena. 
But yeah, look, it had problems. It is messy, but it's good in its messiness. It is long, but it honestly should have been longer. It should have been yeah. a TV show, but for what we get, it's Not interesting. Bad. Why people are having this That's as their it. worst yeah. one? I don't know. People got to get the, people have got to get their priorities straight yeah. if they let other stuff slide. Yeah, I reckon it's as simple as is this a popcorn movie as much as Shang-Chi? No, that's why it gets the bad review. Yeah. Marvel that's, should I think take it's more risks. Simple. They should take more risks. Yeah. It can only be good for the art form, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the movies can only grow. They like even though the executives can only learn think, from the experience. Yeah. You don't lose anything. Yeah. By we, being, we talked about this last week by being and adventurous. we'll talk about it in the future. So superhero movies were better before the MCU. Oh, 100%. Because now they're all cookie cutter. They're all the same. They'll look and feel the same. And for the one movie that tried to do something slightly different and people bit its head off, kind of shows you people don't deserve good movies. Yeah. And Eternals isn't even that good in terms of main, you know, all movies. Yeah. I'm just saying. It's yeah. like the, the, one context, time, yeah. the one time they tried to do something, it backfired. And it's like, yeah. why Why was this the one? Also, keep in mind that everybody else could be wrong. And we're right. <laughs> Look, I said it at the start of the <laughs> like, show. At least we can we're reason not, our arguments correctly. I said it at the start of the show, and we'll end on this because we are out of time. We are very much in a sea of straight white nerds arguing about pop culture. There are so many of these types of shows. Everyone has a podcast now. We are the we have the hottest spiciest takes, and we are always <laughs> we will not apologize no. unless we're actually wrong. <laughs> and we always seem to have some sort of compass that other people are like stuck in some sort of storm where the compass is just flipping around. Yeah. Whereas, at least usually, I like to think we're like we have some sort of degree of consistency. Yeah, <laughs> and taste, and yeah. you know, whatever. I don't know. I've had enough. We talk too long. No, and I want to go home. I want to have a pizza and go <laughs> home or something. I don't know. That's all for tonight. Thank you for listening, everybody. You can catch us on Spotify, iTunes, Shout Engine, or wherever you listen. Please like and share the Tuesday Review Facebook page, the Twitter, or the Instagrams. Um, that's all for tonight. We'll be back next week with more spicy hot takes. Adios, cousins. <laughs>